You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey friends, it's Jackie Moore, and today I have with me my dear husband, Brandon Moore. Hey, yes, I'm Brandon Moore, last name, that's your last name? Yeah, it is the same. We're all together here in this? (laughs) We are married. Um, So we are finishing up a four-part series on the process of obedience. So this is part four. So the first three, if you haven't listened to those, I recommend you go back and listening to those. The first two kind of focus on more holistically collective Christians. What does God call all of us to do to be obedient to him? And then the third series talks about, the part, excuse me, of the series talks about how do I as an individual know when God's calling me to something that he maybe isn't calling everyone else to. It's a specific assignment on my life. Um, I talked about that in part three, always really scary to talk about that sort of thing because, um, you know, I'm not God. And I don't know how and when he intends to answer your prayers of God, what's the will for my specific life, but I do know that he will answer them. And so part four, what we're doing here is Brandon and I are just going to kind of walk through the steps that I laid out in part three and explain how we were obedient, like a big step in our life um, of obedience. Probably one of the largest ones I would say we've taken together. I would say so. Yeah. Moving across the country is a big deal. (laughs) Right. In the middle of the school year, Um, which I was a teacher. So that's why that would be significant. But so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So I'm going to just ask a question that I outlined last time. And again, you can go back and listen to the last podcast for that. Um, But the first thing, whenever we are trying to make a big decision, the question that we try to answer is, is this a biblical move? Is this a biblical decision or does it go against God's word and our ability to be obedient to him? So how did we, Brandon, you can start, how did we address that question with the the thing that God was calling us to be obedient to, and you may give us background on what that is. Yeah. So the thing that God was calling us to that we found out through the process was to move from Arkansas to North Carolina. uh, This was in, this was around Christmas time. around Christmas time. Of 2019. Of 2019. Yeah. That that all this happened. So to move from, from Arkansas to North Carolina so that I could be a college director at a, at a local church. And, you know, we had been praying for the opportunity of the church. Um, loved the ministry I was doing with the um, parachurch ministry I was involved with, but knew that I wanted to be in local church. And so once the opportunity got presented on the table, this question, is it biblical? You know, it would be easy to say, like, well, of course, it's a church job, it's biblical. Um, but that's not always the case. Sure. But the... Like if, if the church, you know, maybe it's the job that we had been like, felt like, oh, this is like a good fit this job, but then the church isn't preaching, maybe the job is right, but the the church you'd be going to isn't preaching the gospel or um, something like really significantly wrong theologically, well, then it wouldn't be biblical for us to to move there. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that can go into that. But I think the first question that, you know, I try to to run through in the sense of like, is it biblical, is going back to the great commandment, Mm -hmm. um, is... 
is, is this thing going to help me love God more and love my neighbor more? Now, the more I'm going to love your neighbor can be but is it going to help us to love our neighbors? Um, is God going to give us new neighbors to love? And for this one, the answer to both of those was yes. It's going to help us to love God and love new neighbors. Right. Uh, yeah, and this is, and this is like the foundation, right? So it's yeah. not like you answer this question: Is it biblical? You think, can I love God and love my neighbor? And then you just go for it. Because there are a lot of things that you could do you that could would do. Sure. love the yeah. Lord your God with all your heart, but soul, mind. This is the. This is like the foundation, like this is the big, you know, red X. Yeah, if, you, if you can't do those things in this, yeah. if the job or the person that you're wanting to enter a relationship with or, you know, whatever the big decision is that you feel like God might be presenting in front of you, if it doesn't fit that criteria mm-hmm. of being able to do that, then you don't need to move to questions two, three, four. Correct. And I had to ask the question, and this, you and I worked together on this, mm-hmm. because if my closest neighbor is you, then I had to make sure that you were being loved in the process as well. Right. So if it didn't fit for you, and same for, you know, when you move jobs or whatever the case may be, we had to be on the same page so that our closest neighbor felt loved. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think you did a great job, you know, of that. And it was... um <clears throat> You know, it was, and we'll talk about this more later, but it was like an interesting time as a teacher in the middle of the school year to move. Um, And so that's another, you know, reason that it's important that we didn't just, oh, Brandon has this opportunity, let's leave. You know, right. We really like considered, is this, would it be disobedient to stay? Um, like it came down to it, it was an obedience issue. It wasn't like we want to do this or we don't want to do this, but <clears throat> what do we think the Lord is calling us to do? Right. So the second question that we kind of, and we don't always ask the questions exactly like this. We don't always, you know, do them necessarily in this exact order, but after we reflected on kind of our process, these are the categories that we had to work with. And so... Number two, have you spent time praying in humility? And so whenever we say praying in humility, and I talk about this in the last podcast, but um, this doesn't mean that I go to God and tell him what I want. Because to be honest, you know, I didn't, I was really enjoying my job as a teacher at Shiloh Christian School in Arkansas. And, um, I didn't necessarily want to leave that job. And so praying in humility for me was, okay, God, show me what I need to do here. Show me the attitude that I need to have. Show me your plans. Um, What's your desire for this? Because as exciting as I was for Brandon, I still needed to go to the Lord in prayer about this in humility, letting him speak into it instead of just going to God and telling him, hey, God, here's where I'm at. Here's what I want. I need you to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't just tell God what we wanted. Cause, and I think part of it, when the opportunity came up, yeah, I was the same way. Because I was like, well, I'm, I really enjoy the ministry right. that I'm doing. Really love Fayetteville. Right. Um, I was, at the time, working with the Razorback baseball team, among other things. But that ministry was growing in right. that like season, even in that month that we were talking about leaving, potentially yeah. people were coming, more people were coming. So it was hard to say people were asking questions. Like the spirit was clearly yeah. moving. It didn't, and it didn't make sense. It, 
just quite simply did not make sense for us to leave where we were. And so once opportunity came up, we really had to ask God and kind of put all of our um, our limited understanding and our desires on the table and say, okay, God, you just shape this however you want to make it very clear um, what we should do. And I think that's how we approach in humility. At least I did too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think honestly, like, you know, we're saying it now, but that's a really hard thing to do to truly be humble. Like you really have to sit with the Lord. I say this a lot, but pray that last few verses of Psalm 139, asking him to show you, if there is any pride or um, lack of humility in your coming before him. And so after praying about it in humility, we both kind of felt like, okay, this is something for both of us that even though it, like Brandon said, it didn't necessarily make sense um, because Mm -hmm. of where we were at, both enjoying what we were doing. Neither of us were in terrible or even kind of bad situations. Like we were thriving Like we were enjoying, we were loving it. Um, And so it truly was like a, God, we feel like you're calling us to be obedient. Like it was an obedient thing. Yeah, there was a part of me at at times in the process that I was basically asking the Lord the question, like, God, are you for real? Like, why now? Like, this doesn't make sense. So it really like when you were doing a paper route, that would have been a good time. But. Yes, I was doing a paper route and asking <laughs> no. the Lord to take me somewhere else. Yes, anywhere, um, anywhere else but the paper route. Yeah, but so so just the importance of going to the Lord in prayer, spending time in prayer, and in humility, um, and then that leads to kind of the third thing. And I do think order is important here. The third question is: Have you sought godly counsel? And so I feel very strongly about. Not only seeking godly counsel, but seeking God's counsel before you seek godly counsel. Like, yes, amen. Seek godly counsel. Go to your friends. Go to your mentor. Well, go to your friends if they're godly. Go to your mentor. Yeah, some of y'all need to lose some of those friends. (laughs) Go to your pastor. You know, go to those spiritually mature people in your life, but not before you've gone to God. You have to go to God first. You have to... Pray first because you want to be someone who can one day be mature enough to give advice. And if you're only ever acting solely based on human advice, well, there are a lot of issues with that. But you're, even if they're godly people, like you're not getting to enjoy that intimacy that comes with going to the Lord and being with Him and spending time with Him. So once you've sought God's counsel, Go and seek godly counsel. So what did that look like for you in this situation? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say something to what you were just saying. Um, You know, there's a verse in 1 John that says that the Holy Spirit was given to us to lead us into all truth. And so it is very important to go to the Holy Spirit first. But then there's also Proverbs that say that victory is won and an abundance of counselors right. and to what you're saying, an abundance of wise counselors. You don't want to just listen to a bunch of people. I actually read a story today in my quiet time about, can't remember the guy's name, but he, it was, Oh, it was Solomon's son. He didn't know what to do with the kingdom. And so he went to the elders and the elders told him something really wise to do. And then he went to his friends and his friends told him really st- something stupid to do. And he chose the friend's advice uh, and lost classic. the kingdom completely. So anyway, uh, what did Godly Council look like for me? Um, there were there were some people at our church, pastors at our church, um, 
that knew my desire to be in the local church. Um, and so I basically called them and said, Hey, this opportunity came up. What do you think? Is this something that I should do? And kind of express to them that I didn't really want to leave, um, that I would love to stay in Fayetteville and their response. Um, you know, they prayed with me, uh, prayed for me and really, you know, they may have said their that, yeah, they think that it would be a good idea, but they kind of always push me to like, but I need to be obedient to what the Lord is saying. You know, just because I want to go um, to a local church doesn't mean it should be this church and doesn't mean it needs to be there. They just basically said, you know, trust what the Lord is telling you. And I think through their affirmation of, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit. They did, there weren't, they, none of them said like, I, I don't think this is good. None of them said they don't think it's good. Because if you encounter that, if you, you've been humble you before the Lord. You got to at least Lord, ask why. Yeah, you humble yourself before the Lord. You're praying, and then you go to someone who you would consider a godly person, and they send you a totally different message than what you feel like you're getting through prayer. Well, that doesn't mean you just go, like you kind of go back to step one. <laughs> Correct. Right? Like, okay, what am I missing? Yeah. Is this biblical? And those people that you're talking to don't know everything. Right. And you, you know, can't. Sometimes you can't trust that they're listening to the Lord the way that you're trying to listen to the Lord. So there's a lot of factors that go right. into that. And, right. And that's where you, you want to go back to step one and two to understand who do I need to listen to here? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to go find someone else to talk to. Like don't yeah. just, just because someone with godly counsel, um, you know, shows a red flag. Again, yeah. they're not the ultimate authority in your life. God is. Correct. And I think this is, it's important to note um, right here and say, if you don't have people who are in your life who you would consider that can give God the counsel, I think you talked about this in the last episode. Um, It's really important to find those people before you have a major life decision. Yeah. Um, That way they truly can speak into your life. If you don't know them and they don't know you, correct. They don't know your strengths or weaknesses or, um, and really I think the most important part is if they can't speak into your life on how God has gifted you in the spirit, then it's going to be hard for them to tell you whether or not this next thing is going to use your spiritual gifts or help you grow in those spiritual gifts. So it's just really important to have godly mentors. Yeah, I totally agree. It is. And and I talked about this again a little bit last time too, but these godly mentors, what they look like, in case you didn't listen to the last episode, are people who are reading their Bible, are praying, are seeing God answer their praise, uh, yeah. prayers, are living in humility. Um, and so for me, you know, it looked similarly to talk to um, the women's minister at our church and also a woman who had kind of begun mentoring me. That was another hard thing, you know, is that yeah. I'd, I'd found this person who I really connected with um, spiritually and relationally and emotionally and just all of these, you know, Areas. These ullies. Yes. And um and it's like we're moving now. What? But she was she was just so encouraging and very similarly mm-hmm. um to what Brandon said, you know, didn't necessarily say yes, but she listened to me. She was excited for me to to she was excited to walk through this with me to see what God was gonna do. Mm-hmm. And that um you know, was super encouraging and important. Yeah. And I think uh, on mentors and even I asked this question, like, I was like, okay, who am I going to talk to about this? Um, you know, obviously there were people in my life already, but there's a lot of people in my life. And my first thought was like, okay, who do I know that prays? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and God answers their God prayers. answers their prayers. A lot of people pray. <laughs> they're, they're, and so that's maybe a subtweet. I'm just kidding. Not really. 
And so I would say for you, if you're somebody who doesn't have godly mentors, I would encourage you to let that be, you know, just look at your life. Who prays? Who do you see walking with the Lord? Guys answering their prayers. And even if you don't have a already close relationship with them, say you do have a life decision coming up, like if you go talk to them because they pray and they walk with the Lord, they're probably going to pray about the situation and be able to give you godly counsel anyway, even though you don't know them as close. Right. So moving on to four. Can you see God's hand preparing you for what this move was? So this move for us um, was, like you said, for you to be a college minister. For me, um, we weren't really sure what that would look like. Turns mm-hmm. out we moved here and um, in the middle of the school year, and then a pandemic hit, and so subbing was out of the picture. Yeah, it was wild. Um, and so moving here for us was how did we see God's hand, you know, preparing each of us for that? Mm-hmm. Yours would probably be a little bit different than mine. Sure. Mine was a lot of um, ministry-related things. Mm-hmm. And I would say, and I told the person I was working for at the time, the person I was working for back in Fayetteville had discipled me and mentored me for, uh, I guess, about eight years, seven to eight years. And really everything that he taught me um, in the sense of doing ministry, and starting at a grassroots level, you know, where you have just a few people and you want to disciple those people to multiply out, you know, everything he taught me um, fit in with the ministry style that needed to take place here, at least at the start. Right. And so I knew that there was a lot of ministry related things that God had really done in my life to prepare me for this right. time. Right. And then even the like, I mean, you had done a lot of technological things. I had done a lot of tech stuff. And so even like areas that we didn't even know at the time, but now that we got here and we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Once the pandemic hit, everything went online. I was like, Oh, that was helpful. It's even cool how God will, you may only be able to see like a, a small piece of how God's prepared you. But once you get there, God will continue, you know, if you're obedient to him, he'll continue to show you like, Oh, this is, also why I'm here. And this is also why I'm here. Um, and for me, I feel like it's very much, um, we'd been praying, I've been praying a lot for ways to just figure out what is ministry going to look like for me? I love doing the podcast. What else could this be? I've felt called to ministry since college. Um, and so this was really an opportunity. The move out here was also an opportunity for me to have some time. Mm -hmm. Um, since we're moving in the middle of the school year, Little did I know how much time we would get <laughs> introduced being quarantined um, in a at home, you know, in a place that we don't know really. Yeah, we didn't know anybody. Um, but I got a lot of time to figure out and process what do I want? How do I, not even what do I want, but how does God want me to use this yeah. calling to ministry and what is this going to look like? Yeah. Um, and so, so it, for me, it was more of a, a stirring on my heart he'd been doing and then a like, hey, here's a way to to sort this out. Here's yeah. an opportunity for you to follow your husband and me still see you in this. Even though he wasn't yeah. providing a job for me here, he was providing a way for me to sort out what he'd been right. placing on my heart. Right. And I would say even the even the move across country didn't come out of nowhere because there were elements in it of God showing us that it might be time to move away, which that was probably what we were most reluctant to. We sure. most wanted to stay in Fayetteville. Um, but God had been showing us that. And once it 
the opportunity came up and it was away from Northwest Arkansas, if I think for both of us, it was like, oh, this makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because it had been, I mean, this was, again, Christmas 2019. It all happened very quickly within two weeks. Um, but it was that, I think, summer, like right before school had started in yeah. August where we'd gone on a walk and I just felt like, hey, we have to decide. I feel like the spirit is impressing upon us. We've got to decide, are we willing to move to be obedient to what the right. Lord says or are we not? And so that was when we kind of started praying about yeah. it. And like you said, there were little things that we don't really have time to go into here, but little other things along the way that just kind of kept bringing up, okay, yeah. it maybe is, it's maybe time, Yeah, you know, for this. Um, and so, you know, the kind of the last question that we ask is, do we have scripture confirmation? So this is something that I have always um, asked and felt even more strongly about this time because it was such a large move. We needed it. Yeah. Is do, has the Lord confirmed in scripture that this is what we're supposed to do? Basically, has God spoken to us? Like, has God himself given us a word about this? And um, so for us, you know, we never, I never know. This is where it gets kind of like, I don't know if Harry's the right word, but I just, I never know how God's going to answer this. I can't promise the time span it will take. I can't promise what it will look like. I can promise that if you're not seeking him and being humble, um, you may not hear his answer. And so I know that this is going to look different for different people. But for us, it was really cool because one night whenever we were fasting and praying about this decision, um, I felt like reading Psalm 66, God gave us this verse, this chapter. Um, And so do you want to read, are you going to read a couple of verses from it? I see that you've turned to it. Yeah, I turned to it. It says, um, let the whole earth shout joyfully to God seeing about the glory of his name, make his praise glorious. Um, it goes down to say, come and see the wonders of God. His acts for humanity are all inspiring. And so those, it was those type of verses that, that really just like jumped out at yeah. us. Whenever I was reading it, I think I was the first one to kind of say, Hey, I think that God's speaking to us directly in this mm-hmm. situation about the scripture, just reading, Hey, come and see the works of God come and see what I'm going to do so that you can tell people mm-hmm. about it. It's like the Holy spirit just emboldened those words and those verses and said like, this is, this is why I need you to move yeah. to come and see what God's going to do, how he's going to continue to grow you. We haven't really talked about that a ton. Um, we can kind of talk about that a little bit, but we both kind of felt like that we had grown a lot. Yeah. But there's an element of, you know, when you know someone for a long time, you don't always like let them grow. You don't always let them live out their growth. Um, And we don't do that. I do this with people, you know, Mm. like I'm bad about doing this with my little brother because I still picture, I still call him my little brother. He's bigger than me and he's 23, but he's larger um, than you. A lot of people are larger than you. That's true. But I just, you know, it's hard sometimes to really allow people to grow. And that's not that I don't think anyone was doing that on purpose that we were around. 
But it was just like the Lord was like, this is an opportunity to come and yeah. grow and see. You know, the joke was kind of on us because I think we both, we talked about this a couple weeks after we moved here. We thought, um, wow, I thought we were here to come show everyone how much we'd grown. Yeah. Like we all grown now. And really it was like, okay, this one little part of you grew and you get to go like be that part of you. And you get to keep growing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fun little, you're not done growing yet, yeah. Jackie and Brayden. Yeah. Yeah, we had just kind of started facing and realizing that, you know, there were expectations that were set upon us from maybe the way we used to be in the past. And I think God, you know, in his sovereignty, allowed us to get to this point where we started realizing that and then provided a way for us to move into a new space where, um, we could grow more. And again, nothing against people back in Fayetteville. Right. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, we still needed to grow in a lot of ways. And so where I think we thought that like, you know, to what you just said, we we're like, Oh, God gave us an opportunity to get out of here so we can show how much we've grown. So people will not see the old us. But I think what God was actually doing was getting us to a new place to show us that, Hey, even though we had grown, there was still is so much more growth to do. So, right. Very thankful for that. I agree. And the second time, you know, because I'm pretty, I don't know, skeptical, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the word that I should use. But basically, right before we told my parents, the night before we told my parents and my family that, you know, this is what the Lord's called us to do. This is what we're going to do. I just kind of, well, throughout this whole process, I prayed every day. Because this was hard to move so far. I prayed every single day, God, show me, remind me again today that this is your will. Remind me again. And every day, different things would happen from text to what I was reading in scripture that day to everything to just show me. And um, and I was we were laying in bed at my grandparents' house, and I literally prayed, okay, God, I'm about to read Jeremiah. I need you to give me scripture confirmation that this is what we are supposed to do. And I'm reading Jeremiah, so good luck. And you know what? God didn't strike my sassy self down. He just answered me because he is full of mercy and loving kindness. And in Jeremiah, there's an explanation of where God's talking about how even the birds of the, of the air know when seasons change. And he was telling Israel, you're not doing that. Like you should, you're my people. You should know, you should hear my voice. You should know when and where to change and to follow me. Look, even the birds of the air know where to go. And it just, again, the Holy Spirit jumped that out and was like, Jackie, don't be Israel here. Don't be dumber than the birds. Do what, when it's time to change, when I'm placing a season of change and growth in front of you, pay attention to that and be obedient to that. And so that was kind of the final, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it's going to be probably really hard parts of it, but being in the will of God is more important than anything else. And so it's been so cool to see even now, you know, with we did not know that a pandemic would happen. We did not know quarantine would happen. But I mean, never once have we just like completely, this was, what are we doing? We were totally wrong. Sure, there have been times when um, it was hard, 
but we've always had, because we kind of followed this process, we've always had these scriptures to hold on to during this quarantine of, no, this is where we're supposed to be. And it's been so cool to just see all like large ways, small ways that I feel like God has blessed our obedience mm-hmm. um, to the to the event that, or to the fact that I even, I've told you, Brandon, that it's almost like I feel like a different person. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. You are a different person. Which is, huh, you know, it's like the pride in me is like, I didn't need to be a different person. <laughs> but, but, you know, Christ in me is like, oh, yeah, you did. And so it's just cool to see that when you are obedient, God honors that and God loves that. You know, the Bible talks about obedience is better than sacrifice. And I think last night we were just kind of talking about that. And I think, you know, the spirit, I was just kind of gave me this phrase, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, but it's just like it dawned on me, you know, why? that might be like God desires obedience more than sacrifice. Because if we had just been obedient in the first place, he wouldn't have had to sacrifice Christ. If we are just obedient in the first place, we don't have to sacrifice. We don't have to lay down. God would rather us never pick up an idol than have to lay it down. He's happy and he welcomes us when we do. But if we never pick the idol up in the first place, like that's the goal. That's what God desires. And so therefore, obedience, even though in this world has a lot of connotations and um, can make people cringe, like obedience is the goal. And we, you know, in saying all of this, like for someday the Lord may call us to some kind of act of obedience that is really tough. We are just really blessed right now that the act of obedience he called us to has been really good. And it's been like a really enjoyable act, even though some parts of it were hard. It's like we are at a great church with great people ministering to great people. And it's just been really cool to see God's blessing in all of this. So hopefully this helps um, kind of hear how it actually tangibly worked out for us. Again, um, if you haven't listened to part three, if you haven't listened to any of them, definitely listen to that. But for sure, if you haven't listened to part three, I walk through those questions and provide scripture with them if you're curious about that. Um, But really, Brandon and I just, we encourage you, we desire for you to be obedient because Christ was obedient. And when we're being like Christ, we are being who we are created to be.